Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always the possibility that spoilers for an anime series may occur, so be careful in case there's a series you haven't completed yet. Emergency, we have come under the attack of Dark Reunion. They're seeking the hero known as the Jet Black Wings. Quickly, we must protect them. I'll summon my comrades, the Judgment Knights up. Huh? Oh, false alarm. It's just some guy with pink hair and antennas in his head. Anywho, enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Spaceman Hardy. Although I may look like just another average internet user and anime fan, the truth is I'm actually the host of a popular podcast called Dub Talk. I've got tons of fans who love me and listen to my show all the time, and the crowd just can't get enough of what I have to say. That is what you would think, isn't it? But no. The truth is hardly anyone listens to my show, and the listeners that I do get usually only end up being sub-purists and weeaboos out to tell me how dubs are always inferior and that I should eat crap and kill myself. Worst thing is, I'm not even the full-time host. I just get pulled in against my will whenever the other two girls who host with me don't feel like working. As a result, I'm left with only the bottom of the barrel to work with as far as co-hosts. The first is a kid fresh out of high school with a penchant for old school shouting, fighting anime and a nasty habit of never shutting up. The second is a stern-faced Caribbean with an unnatural obsession for magical girls. And lastly is indie rock-loving hipster who looks to be in desperate need of a shave and a new couch to sleep on. I suppose you could say my life is pretty disastrous, but I can't complain. After all, it's not nearly as bad as the protagonist of the show will be covering today, the disastrous life of Psyche K. So, without further ado, let's introduce the colorful <laughs> cast of characters that'll be enjoying us, to us joining us today. I just noticed that. Oh, God. Oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. In other words, hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, where a group of nerds interview a popular dub that is going on right now. And with me today, of course, we'll be covering, as I said, the disastrous life of Psyche Kusuo. Uh, with me today, we of course have uh, Andrew, aka Mega Man. Classy Spartan as well. Uh, either or, yes. doesn't matter. Anyways, hey all everybody, the show's fucking weird but amazing. <laughs> and also we have with us Jamal, aka Jamstar. You saw it was Jamstar, but it was I, Dio! <laughs> no, says you thought, folks, watch this show, you dumb. It's funny as hell, man. And lastly, straight from the couch, uh, still in serious need of that shave, it's Amandul. You'll fry my beard from my cold, dead face. Amen. (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. Also, also, they're correct. This show's great. Go watch it. Stop, stop, stop listening to this podcast and go watch it. Yeah, well, actually, don't stop listening to this podcast. Please don't. Don't ever tell our viewers. Actually, no, don't ignore me. Yeah, okay. Ignore me. Listen to this first, then watch the show. Anyways, as you can all see, we're all really good fans of this show. Um, For one reason or another, even though, quite frankly, in case you need a a quick synopsis on the show, uh, it's basically Mob Psycho 100 with a shoestring budget 
and a cynical sense of humor. No, here's what it is. It's no. Mob Psycho 100, except it, instead of not being like about heavy themes about growing up and finding yourself, it's just about this guy that was born with all these powers who's kind of an asshole but doesn't want to deal with shit. No, mm. no, no. What it is is it's Jean Grey from the X-Men plus Mob Psycho <laughs> 100 plus have you heard I'm Sakamoto. Holy shit. That's you actually very wrong. accurate. Yeah. That's actually surprisingly accurate. That's, so, in anyways. That's good. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, of course, it's still made on a shoestring budget, but actually that adds to its charm. It's not even it's the super cheap. It's not even the worst-looking show by JC staff this season. That on her blog, The Taboo Tattoo, that show is ugly oh. as sin and trashy mm. as hell. How trashy we talking? Oh, Hello, man. little orphan on the street. I see you want this sandwich. I'm going to make out with you and then touch your butt. Anyways, you want to join my kill squad? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, before we get even further derailed, um, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight on to our predictions. Uh, going straight into our director, because we don't have a screenwriter. I actually contacted the director herself and asked if she could provide the screenwriter, and she said she's not allowed to. But anyway, so we can still make predictions on the director. Um, who did we have? Because I got it right. Uh, but it was mainly by a fluke. Okay. So I same here. I got like two predictions. This third one I got right, also on a fluke. But in hindsight, I kind of realized the director gave it the fuck away instantly. <laughs> right. All right. See, that's how I got it as well. Yeah. What about same. you? What about you, Amon? I, I generally don't predict director. I mean, I'm, I'm not good enough at it yet. Okay, so, so I don't. So, so Andrew, who did you originally anticipate before you got it right? Uh, Clifford Chapin. No, Clifford. Is it Chapin or Chapin? It's Chapin, Chapin and you almost made me put my fedora on, young Clifford man. You don't want to make me do that. Chapin. I, I okay. realize this is a mistake that Lilac makes all the time. I don't doubt that. Okay. Yes. Clifford Chapin yeah, and, then I... and Joel McDonald were my two predictions for director. Okay, what about you, Jamal? Uh, I got it right, but it was on the same fluke as you. <laughs> I think we all, yeah, all kind of had it. It's just we'll explain once we say who. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and here's the thing. Um, the lovely and talented Miss Afia Yu, a few days before, or no, a few days after it had been announced that Psyche K was indeed getting a broadcast dub. She posted anonymously on her Twitter, not giving any hints away, that she was sharing recipes with her friends. And she said, you know what I'm trying lately is coffee jelly. It's surprisingly delicious. And in response, I posted, you're, no one else got it. I, I posted, you're directing the Psyche K dub, aren't you? Dot, 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 question mark. And she yeah. said... And she said, hmm, that's an interesting theory. 
dot 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 question mark. That was a pretty and good theory, I'd say. That was a pretty yeah. good theory because she is indeed the director of this show. And uh, I think she does a pretty solid job as, in far, as far as other roles go. Uh, I'm completely unprepared. Let me pull up my sheet right here. Uh, you guys talk about what you thought about the direction. Direction-wise, it's pretty solid in general. A lot of the characters sound pretty good. The humor's fucking great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got, I, I, got, I got no complaints. I got no complaints. It's with the director or the anonymous scriptwriter. They right. both do a pretty good job. Changes are relevant and not too far off the beaten path. It's still genuinely hilarious, and... The delivery of certain characters is pretty great. Yeah, it really is. Uh, going back to what else Afia has directed, she has been the assistant ADR in both season one of Assassination Classroom, uh, Lord Marksman and Vanadis under Caitlin Glass, and Selector Infected Recross. Um, this is only her second full-time director first one job. being assassination classroom season two because mr mcdonald himself became a full-time daddy that's true yeah so in case you ask who's your daddy it's joel mcdonald god damn um, it oh god <laughs> fuck you fuck you go fuck yourself I, I i have to i have to share an amusing tweet that that joel made uh, it was a really cute picture of him sitting in his recliner with his son in his arms while he was doing the crossword puzzle. Oh, and, okay. And he said, you know, that's a really interesting choice, but I don't think <laughs> has the right amount of letters. So. <laughs> there was one he posted recently about uh, his son becoming a master. He's like, now, if you could swat this cup of coffee off my hands, and then you just swat the coffee out. I'm like... There's only one place that coffee's gonna go, and that is not a good look for him. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways, um, now that we've listed her directorial efforts, uh, J Jamal, what do you think of the uh, of the dub in general? It's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Oh, about what about you, Jamal? Um, uh, Jamal. 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 <laughs> Jamon. Oh God! I feel oh, like no. I feel like I'm back at the con again, man. Jamon. <laughs> Jamon. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, um, Jared, uh, what do you think about the dub? <laughs> it's good. Like I like it. It's 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 good. It's snappy. Uh, you know, the, the humor flows well. Mm -hmm. It's very everything. I don't, it's, it's a very mm -hmm. fast-paced show, so it's got a flow quick and the fact that they could do it in both sub and dub is indeed pretty impressive it is indeed mm -hmm. a very fast-paced show that talks over itself constantly oh that's why Be i prefer the dub yeah. because i have to read three levels of like subtitle tracks which that's true that's my biggest flaw about like the funimation subtitle format is that it's not like on crunchyroll where it's like the person in the background's on top and the person in the foreground's on bottom or it's like different colors. It's just all three of them are just kind of stacked on top of each other and you have to kind of figure out on your own which one's the main guy, which one's the background, which one's the foreground. And that's kind of a nightmare. That's why I think this is really necessary and really great that this one's got a dub. 
I I I, yeah. I am exact. I'm, I'm completely with you because I'm actually watching the individual five minute episode. In case all of you listening out there did not already know, we should probably this show, explain how that works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this show is a first of its kind in that a daily episode goes up Monday through Friday in Japan. That's less than five minutes. It's about four minutes and change. And then what they do at the end of the week on Saturday or Sunday is they combine all four, five of those episodes into one full-length episode. Now, what Funimation is doing is taking the full-length episode and dubbing it. Meanwhile, uh, the individual four-minute episodes are still available in Japanese. So you can watch the entire series once a day in Japanese and then go on the weekends and watch it condensed not losing anything but but sort of combined together in English and so and yes I agree with Andrew because you have like four lines of dialogue like four or five people talking over each other all at once the dub really helps in that matter because otherwise you just you have to pause the screen every five seconds because there's so much going on all at once it's like the tatami galaxy on crack <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what i was thinking of because lord knows you have to read real fast to follow anything going on there yeah yeah what which, which is kind of funny because when i listen to the dub the when you listen to it in japanese it does seem a, a bit fast paced but when you listen to the dub it's just it's a bit more calming a bit smoother than the Subtitles and it's going at the exact same pace too. Yeah, yeah. I think we have our lead actor to thank for that, but we'll get to him at the end mm -hmm. because of his delivery. But anyways, but yeah, I I really like how this dub is set up, how it's done, and I think the fact that taking someone as new as Afia and putting her on as ambitious of a project as this, because the animation is not very good. The, the voice acting is, like, next level because it is super tough to do it. And I think the fact that she's handling it is really impressive. So, yeah, I think major, major I'll, I'll kudos say, to Afia. I'll say I don't Afia. think it's as surprising as you might think it is, just on the grounds that already with something like Assassination Classroom, you're basically juggling, like, 30-plus people every single week. So this is kind of, like, a step up from that in general. That's true, but at the same time, not all of those characters got an equal amount of screen time, and your main character didn't have any mouth flaps at all. So, and well, guess actually, who now also doesn't have any lip flaps. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect segue. So, yeah. But, um, anyways, going on to our cast, let's start. Let's not start out with. Kusuo, because he's our main character, who does not have any lip flaps because he says everything in his brain. Basically, if he was to talk like that... <laughs> Alright, right now, Andrew, you're sounding like one of the adults from Peanuts, so... <laughs> and you know what? Adult life is sometimes hard. Sometimes, if you're not careful, you're gonna wind up on the streets, broke, penniless, jobless... What do you do when you're in that scenario? I got it. Magic. Ah. ah. Brilliant. Yes. And that's what these two decided to do. We have Mr. Chuono Uryoko and Mr. Michael. Uh, two homeless oh. people. 
Yeah, one guy who is recently homeless, one who's kind of been around on the street corner for a while. Um, these two are an illusionist and his quote-unquote lovely assistant. Amazing! <laughs> yeah. Um, did we have any I, predictions? I, I didn't actually, just because I was like kind of scrambling to figure out who to do for the main cast. I didn't have any for these two. All right. I had... I had two predictions for Chono, and I'm looking at the cast list. I'm like, who the fuck is Michael? Yeah. Yeah, Michael is the old gray-haired guy who, he's the old homeless guy Mr. who helps Mr. Ike who, or Michael or, I don't know. Yeah. I think they got rid of that, yeah, that bit for the, from the sub to the dub just because it was like, eh, it wasn't even that part of Zinger. I'll, I'll give him this much. He cleans up very well in the second episode. He's like, got his ponytail slicked back. He got a nice suit on. I'm like... Dang, Michael, you know, you know, he must have cashed that unemployment check, you know. Mm -hmm. All those granny panties must be soaked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyways. Um, so, uh, who did not you? Who did not have predictions? I did not. All right. Uh, I didn't have a prediction for Michael. But for uh, Chono, I thought maybe either Clifford Chapin or Austin Tindall. Okay. Uh, what about you, Jamal? Uh, I had Jerry Jewel or Brandon Potter. I, I also had the third prediction. On my notes, I put Red White because in Japanese, he sounds like Red White from Ace Attorney. I'm like, well, who, who's this voice actor? Hmm. Cool. All right. As far as I'm concerned, I actually predicted Joel McDonald for Chuono, and I predicted R. Bruce Elliott for Mr. Michael. I feel like if I d So, you know what's funny? I predicted Joel McDonald for like half of these roles, <laughs> except the <laughs> actual one. Well, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, anyways, um, actually, Ahmad, you kind of got it. I'm not sure. Yeah, if you realize that you got it. <laughs> yeah. No, right as I said the name, it's like, wait, I shouldn't say this. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so, so, Amon, you reveal to us who are playing the the dynamic duo of this of this illusionist group. Well, Michael is being played by Christopher Bevins, and Chono is being played by Austin Tindall. Okay. Magic karma. So, how do we feel about this pair? Obviously, Michael has only said like two lines, and so we can't really judge Bevins on those lines. He's better um, than Hagakure. Let's go with that. That is true. That is very true. Uh, and so what do we judge about Tyndall's performance? Personally, in my opinion, I think it sounds too young for the performance because Chono is sort of a middle-aged man who lost his house. He lost his wife. Um, he needs to have a bit of an older voice. And Austin still sounds like he's kind of a younger It was a kind of youngish voice in the sub, in fairness. Hardy. Hardy, hold on to that thought, because it's going to come up later on in the list. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It, it works. It works, yeah. It's still a bit too young, in my personal opinion. But he does cover the sense of desperation and neediness that he had, that he represents. Pico! <laughs> I, think, I think the trick is Tyndall matches the visual, because he doesn't look that old. But if it's like, wait a minute, you're old enough to like have a job and a wife and lost both. You 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 can't be like younger than like thirty. That's true. That's true. 
I'll, I'll say know. in terms of like sense of dub translation, they're both kind of youngish looking characters and voices, so it doesn't bug me too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Yep. So, yep. We, do, you, do you have a segue for us, Andrew? Segway, segway. So speaking of old men, let's go to Jim. Let's go to Jim. And the uh, Jim and the students that Jim I completely fucked that up. I'm so sorry. Okay, we're doing Takahashi that's, and Matsuzaki. That's true. That the, Takahashi that and Matsuzaki. The, that was the dumbest segue you could have, man. So far. <laughs> I'm tired. I am so tired. <laughs> I spent 40 minutes at the gym. What do you expect from he me? He spent all this time yeah. getting swole, unlike Saki. Yes. Right. Speaking of getting Any... swole, Jim. Jim, yes. So we have our gym teacher, Mr. Matsuzaki, and the guy who hates doing gym, Mr. Takahashi, a.k.a. Angry Gym Teacher and Green Afro Punk. Um, did we have any predictions for these two? I, I honestly... had one for Matsuzaki, I had nothing for Takahashi. I honestly forgot these two were characters. I just thought they were background characters. Well, they are, but they're... Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I I hadn't predictions either. Okay. The only prediction I had for Matsuzaki was Kent Williams, because he played Iron Man in Baka and Test, and this is a very similar character. Fair fair point. I can see see that. But who did we actually get to voice We got... Matsuzaki is voiced by... Lad Russo himself, Brian Massey. Takahashi is voiced by someone completely Tra- new. Let's let's uh, let's try to work this out. Travis Mullinix. 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 I'm gonna say Mullinix. Mullinix is a Pokemon. Yeah. Let's. Uh, that sounds like a Pokemon. Yes. And to be fair, Travis's one role so far is this right here. He has not been in anything else. Good for him. And good for him, but I think that works to his detriment because mainly because Takahashi has so few lines, I can't really judge it. I can't really judge the performance. And so he, I have, he works I have, for the comedy for the scene. He, I think he works. He, he works for the comedy, but I mean, I can't really say much because he's in so little. Fair point. Fair point. As far as Matsuzaki goes. It's Brian Massey yelling real loud. And <laughs> and that's always fun, but sometimes when Brian Massey yells real loud, he always sounds like Brian Massey yelling real loud. And but but, don't forget that time where all of his clothes got torn off and then he was... Oh, yeah, room. my clothes got oh totally torn God. off and I was naked in the middle of the street. And I went, ah! So, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him this much. I'll give him this much. For once in his life, Brian Massey does not play a character who sounds like, who, who looks like Brian Massey. Because if oh. you look like if you look at Lad Russo, if you look at Shark Fujishiro, if you look at the god from Noragami, they all sort of kind of look like Brian Massey. Mm. We broke the typecast. Good job, Afia. Yeah. But that's my only concern is that he's always at full volume. You never really get to hear him. Sort of differentiate. What? Or... Yeah. What? Sorry, I didn't hear you there. <laughs> so, anyway, I know I'm, I'm hurting some people. Some people are listening to this podcast right now in their headphones. They're like, oh, shit, Jesus Christ, Hardy, what are you doing? 
something, but you know, I'm sorry. But um, but yeah, that is my only my only real um, complaint about it is that he's always at full volume. You never get to really hear him emote or differentiate. And uh, I think we've been hearing too much of that from Brian Massey these days. He needs to have. We need more. We need more emotive roles from him because I've heard other roles from him that were like really relatable. Uh, uh, so unrelated. What you're saying is Brian Massey should play a Bashonen. No, I think he's saying Brian Massey should be more tame. No, I think yeah. he's saying Brian Massey should play Bashonen in a Yaoi. Oh, God. Oh, there! Yeah, you want me to wash your back for you? <laughs> I'll be real gentle, I promise! Hardy, why must you taunt me with things that I'm probably never going to get but really want to watch? I, I know no, that no, was supposed no, to be Brian no, Massey, no, but no. you sound like Marcus Stimmick if he wasn't Holy drunk. Holy shit, I just got a fucking brilliant idea. You know that Gaku and Handsome anime that's coming out next season? <laughs> I don't care which one. Make it the one with the sharp chin. <laughs> That's a real sharp chin you got there. Be a shame if somebody scratched it for you. Dear, dear Funimation, would you like to help make our dreams come true? <laughs> and we broke Andrew. Yeah, we, no, we broke Andrew. He's the one who broke. Anyways, uh, they, going they by... They to record... They did a good job. Great job. Uh, uh, before we go on, other roles that Brian Massey has been in, obviously, he was Lad Russo in Bacano. He was Itanada in Sea Control. He was Oolong. He's a new voice of Oolong in the first Dragon Ball movie. Uh, I love that has Dragon been Ball recorded. Kai. Yeah, he's Dragon Ball Kai, too. Uh, he was uh, Takaro in Line Barrels of Iron. He was Monkey D. Dragon in One Piece. Of course, everybody's been in One Piece, obviously. But not everybody's a um, title character. That's the big thing. He's Tenshiro, a.k.a. Big Nose and Rideback. Uh, he's Takahiko in Shegri-La. Uh, he is Rindo Urushiba in Tokyo ESP. He's not Wolverine, basically. <laughs> and uh, he's also... What was... Oh, he's Shark Fujishiro in uh, one of my favorite shows, My Bride is a Mermaid. Yeah, in which he said, If I catch you, I'll eat you! Which is probably what I'll do to one of those guys in Gakuen Handsome. <laughs> God damn it! So, this is a this is like a million dollar idea. Fucking hell. Anyways, before we get too sidetracked with the implied yaoi, let's we should probably move on. Anyways, let's move on to something a little more vanilla. Yes, vanilla, as in a loving uh, a couple of parents who deeply love their child and force each other to eat shoes and and perform wrestling movie moves on each other let's let's go on to psyche's parents isn't that basically uh, just a master servant relationship kind of sort of yes Shh, don't tell anyone yeah but here's the interesting thing the show is called the disastrous life of psyche k well psyche k can revert refer to both our main character kuso psyche and his parents, both Kuniharu and Kurumi Saiki, his father and mother. Um, his, as we start out with the show, 
the first few seconds, first few minutes of the show, actually, they are deeply in love, absolutely crazy about each other. Quickly into psych, into Kusuo's um, adolescence, they absolutely positively can't stand each other, and he doesn't want anything to do with it because he thinks they should work it out on their own. Um, did we have any predictions for the parents? Um, I want to say I had... You know who I actually had for the mom, interestingly enough? Just because, like, I saw the mother and I thought she was doing a very youngish voice. I think I had Sarah Wiedenhef for the mother. Okay. What about you, Amon? What, who did you have? Uh, who did I have? I put Felicia Angel as the mom. Oh, inside, uh, jokes. <laughs> inside jokes. Hashtag and, uh, and, uh, I also didn't have anyone for the dad. I think I blanked out on Funimation actors who sound like adults. Yeah. What about you, Jamal? Who did you have? Uh, for the mom, I had Don Bennett. And uh, funny story, this is where I put Christopher Bevins. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, fuck all y'all. I had the dad right. Ah. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, the actually he was my second choice. He was not my first choice. Um, I think I had... Who did I have as my first choice for the dad? I know I got it right for my second choice. Uh, for the mom, I had... I had Colin Clinkenbeard. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. And for the dad, I think I had... I forget. Did everybody but, but anyways... blank out on his fucking dad? <laughs> and the funny thing is, his dad is one of the funniest characters because he's like eating a boot in the first episode. I don't remember who I had. I had Mike McFarlane as Damn it, I missed that yeah. joke. Yeah. But anyways, we're... All y'all are wrong, but I got... My second choice was right. Um, Kunihiro Psyche, the father, is played by Chuck Huber. And Kurumi Psyche is played by Morgan Garrett. That was an interesting one, but I actually yeah. think that works for the better. Yeah, Chuck Huber, who in real life is a very good, loving father and husband, who just happens to play people like Shao Tucker in anime. <laughs> Chuck Huber has played characters such as Grig in Appleseed 13. He played Ash in Black Butler. He played uh, Bradley in Blast Rider. Alistair Frankenstein. As well Frankenstein. as Android 17. Dr. Frankenstein. Yes. May I I'll add? In Soul Eater and Android 17 in Dragon Ball. He played Aleister Crowley in A Certain Magical Index. Uh, he played Reaver Wenham in The Gray Man. Uh, Eric in Eric Nishijima in Darker Than Black. Um, let's see here. Scrolling down. Hiro Nohara and uh, Shin-chan. Oh god, oh, yes, how can we right. forget to be a man? He was another terrible to dad. To be a yep. man, you must have honor and a honor. penis. And honor and a penis. Yes. So many terrible dads. Okay, now let's get on to Morgan Garrett, who is probably played her fair share of busty buxoms in her day. Morgan Garrett, who got her start as a news anchor, believe it or not. Really? In, yeah, huh. yeah, she was a news reporter. Uh, she plays Meg Kataoka, a.k.a. the girl with a brown-haired ponytail who no student one ever council sees president. ever. And student council president in Assassination Classroom. She was Ayami Shaga, a.k.a. the big-breasted, blonde-haired Italian girl in Bento. Uh, Kaori Kanzaki, a.k.a. the big-breasted, short, well, torn 
jeans girl in a certain she plays well, the, the big breasted vampire air ninja from is this a zombie yeah Felicia heavy yes. objects capistrano the big breasted boss in heavy object yeah. that is um let's see here a lot of big breasted i characters, said busty buckseye for a reason Anyway, she's played a lot of characters. This is a more tits. modest size. Uh, this is a, this is a much more modest sized role for her that she's playing, but she comes across yes. with a lot of oomph in her performance, regardless as well. Almost as if she were one of her more a lot of uh, curvy, cur God, bouncy rules. God, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we think of Psyche's oh, words? Well, okay, they're great characters. Great parents is debatable. They are chill parents. They yeah. are they are hippie <laughs> stoner parents, basically, that just see their kid walking on air, going to the grocery. They see this baby teleport and bring back, like, bottles of booze, and their first thought isn't, like, something's wrong with our kid. Our first thought is, oh, no. Our kid's stealing. So, uh, you gotta go. So wait, 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 wait. Basically, they're Amon and his girlfriend as parents. I'm walking away from that conversation. <laughs> that what are you talking? Mine, I do not want to touch. What the fuck are you? I love you, Jared. I apologize. What the fuck are you talking about? The dad's clean cut. <laughs> yeah. It's the personality, man. You could fit like, you could fit like three psyche kusos in Amon's beard. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Love you, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, Chuck 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 Huber is absolutely hysterical, playing a more comedic role, and he just absolutely nails it. That's that's not too surprising to me. I was mostly more interested in Morgan Garrett, who I actually didn't really think about doing the whole cutesy type character, and this was kind of her doing that. And she actually kind of sounded pretty like cute and charming, but she, when she also goes nuts, she's fucking perfect. I was really really impressed with Morgan's performance in this because she sounded batshit insane. When and she then, gets and then she, it's even greater. It's like, you will go in. Yes. And you. then, like, it's great with, like, oh, honey, just ignore your father. Let him be his shoe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I said let him be his fucking shoe, you <laughs> asshole. And it's funny because I like her performance because you know how she has that inflection where everything <laughs> she sounds is kind of sexy. I, I actually like what she was able to turn that off because... In the third episode, when you see her talking to Nando, she's just quiet. She's like, oh, thank goodness, Kusuo is a friend. Not, oh, th oh, he's probably here for milf and cookies, you know? I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. What did you say there? <laughs> what did you say there? No. What did you say there? Milf and cookies. God. <laughs> Jamal, you just broke everybody else in the chat. Not even Megan has done that. Hey, 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 hey. You literally broke. You broke yourself, even. General consensus. Choke Hubert and Morgan. Milf and Cookies they're perfect. Garrett. They're the, perfect. 
They're good. Uh, They're perfect. Huber is They're pretty good, yeah. Good self, and Morgan Garrett showed a lot of diversity in her performance that I'm not used to, but I was impressed by. Morgan Garrett went out of the box okay. and I'm good with it. Let's go. I can't, I can't, even, I can't even make any more <laughs> okay. jokes. Everything hurts. Next character. Next character is Chio Yumehara. Girl who goes to school with, with Kusuo, who develops a crush on him, much to his chagrin. Because uh, his whole goal is to develop as little attention to him as possible. And so any girls who who develop a crush on him uh, are sort of his, antith- his anathema. He does not want to go near them. He doesn't want any attention. And so this presents a problem. Who do we predict for Chio Yumehara? I had one prediction. <sighs> Everything hurts still. I had Alexis Tipton and Afia Yu. Okay. I actually got this one right again on my second mm, attempt, believe it or not. Amon, did you Amon, did yes, you have I, anyone? Uh, I had Sarah Wiedenheft. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um Alright, I had, I actually defaulted to Monica Rial for this one, for my first nope. pick, but for my second one, I just pulled a name out of the air, and I okay, got it right. before you say that, uh, my Chio was a cop-out. I had Kristen McGuire. How is that a cop-out? That's, That's actually a, a very good, good choice. Pick, actually. And if you, th- if you think about yeah. it, she does look like Chio if she actually was in high school. I feel like all of the material I prepared just like left my body. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Let it let it be known that Megan's record of breaking me twice on the program has been shattered. Jamal broke all four of us, including himself, all at once Amen. with one quote. That is that needs to be rewarded. Everyone, give Jamal a huge round of applause. Yay! Uh, okay, two things. Don't thank me, thank David Spade for that joke. And second of all, I'm yeah. going to break another record in the episode. Hopefully, we get to do later on this year. Okay, we'll, we shall okay. cross that path we'll when we get there. Yep. True that. We're almost at 50 minutes, and we need to hurry Ooh, things up. So. Miss Chio right. Yumehara. Like I said, I got this one right on my second attempt because this is a relatively new voice actress and I was just sort of picking names out of a hat at this point. I'm like, well, you know, uh, they're probably going to go with someone new. So I guess if it's not Mockery All, it'll be Jill Harris. And lo and behold, I've it's never Jill been Harris. more proud to be wrong in my entire life. Oh, she's she not Jill Harris. Yeah. I've heard her some stuff lately. She sounds great. She's really cute, but she's also really. <laughs> Did you hurt yourself, Andrew? I think Andrew legitimately hurt himself. I think we have had our first dub talk injury. No, no, I can feel. I can feel. I just feel so tired now. Look, look. Is there internal bleeding, Andrew? It, honestly, in the world of Psyche K, okay. all injuries will heal up fairly quickly, so I'll be I'll be good to go. I'll be good. That to is go. very true. That is okay. That is very true. Okay, Jill Harris. 
a very new actress on the scene, only has a handful of roles under her belt. Uh, this is the entirety of her uh, filmography. She was Sakura in Assassination Classroom Season 2. She is uh, Ono in Dagashikashi. Divine, she was Shakespeare in Divine Gate. She's Lucio in Inride. She is Lumi in Fairy Tale. She is Arabella Fiora in... Oh, shit, I just gave that away. Never mind. Uh, she is... We're not doing an episode for nope. Planetarian, are we? Nope. No, we are not. She is Yumemi Hoshino, a.k.a. Please Don't Fuck the Robot. <laughs> it's very expensive. And Planetarian. Funimation's getting she a lot is of those. Sakura lately, Us oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she is Sakura Usada in Three Leaves, Three Colors. She's also played bit roles in Cheer Boys, Dimension W, uh, Honda-kun, One Piece, and Showman Sample. That poor woman. Dimension um, W is the other Please Don't Fuck yeah. the Robot show, by the way. Oh, God. Yeah. <coughs> yes. Up there with uh, Ghost in the Shell and um, Outlaw Star. But anyways, how do we feel as Jill's performance as oh, yeah. Chio? She's, She's good. Great. Very good. She's great. I think I have a new voice actress crush. Hey, I'm get in line, Hardy. Because she's not only is she really cute sounding, she's actually really, really cute Hardy too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, un completely respectful to Miss Harris. She is adorable, and I think her voice. I, I you know, there's been some uh, disagreements among my crew here. I personally think she's sort of like Bryn April and Felicia Angel did the fusion dance and the resulting voice sounds fusion. like Jill Harris. Fusion is just That's a just cheap me. tactic to make weak voice actors better. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. I think she sounds like a combination of the two. Somewhere in the the middle range with a little bit of Don Bennett thrown in. So I guess you can call them the the um the what's what's four babies at once? Quintuplets, quadruplets, 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 quadruplets. 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 Oh, you can call them the quadruplets five, now. Right. That's sextuplets. Yeah, exactly. Then you got sextuplets so. it with his six, which will probably be discussed whatever the fuck Crunchyroll decides to dub Otsumasu-san. All right. Anyways, um, that's my opinion. Your guys' opinion of Miss Harris. I think we all said oh. our opinion. She's fucking yeah. great. She's yeah, great. man. Yeah, we all have a big crush on Miss Jill Harris, so let's move on to the one character we have not heard yet, uh, because we are too lazy, or we, no, we're not too lazy, we are too impatient, and we couldn't wait another week, because, fuck it, we wanted to get this episode out early. We say so that, and we had next... like a whole day and a half where we basically tried recording this. Yeah, exactly, but whatever. Reita... Toritsuka. Oh, I got this one right. Yeah, this is the other psychic in the show. He's not nearly as powerful as Kusuo is, but he has the power to see dead spirits. That's extremely and powerful, so actually. He's basically... He is... Okay, you know what? He is... Basically, he is literally Ichiko Kurosaki. Instead of deciding, I want to protect my friends, just deciding... You know what? I want to see some titties. Basically, oh my yeah. God. He's the non-asexual Ichigo Kurosaki. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, Ichigo didn't realize that he liked titties until he basically was already like 20. <laughs> and yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had spoilers. A... He gets with big tittied red haired girl anyways. Um, but anyways, mm. uh, who did we have predictions for? I'm Toritsuka? really fucking bad about this one. I got I got two. My second choice was right, but it was a last minute decision. Mine was completely wrong, but I will defend it to the I death. I got Aaron Dismuke for this one. I had Austin Tindall for I this one. I can see that too, yeah. How about you, Amon? Uh, I, I have a confession to make. I only watched till episode three in the sub, so I haven't actually encountered this character yet. Okay, so. great. So you're okay. basically on par with the dub right now. We're good. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Jamal, tell us who plays Reita Toritsuka, who we have not heard in the dub. Okay, yet. before I do that, uh, my wrong prediction was Clifford Chapin. As for who's mm. actually playing Reita, the originator of the McDuppet meme himself, Joe McDonald. I'm so mm -hmm. fucking pissed. I have Joel McDonald down for like three or four fucking predictions, and it's in the one I didn't predict. I put I put <laughs> him down here because he tends to be a goober. So I figured, hey, why not? Okay, yeah. fair point. Joel Mc Joel McDonald. In case you were wondering, uh, he's Jacuzzi Splat and Bacchanal. The best manliest character in that show that gets the girl. It is the truest romantic ever. He is the manliest character in that show. Fuck you if you're you think otherwise. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. Good. Although Isaac has the thousand guns in his heart, that's pretty manly too. Yes, but he has like Or hundred guns. Of course he's entirely stoop too stupid to actually, you know, put his penis inside of um of Look, they have all of so. eternity to figure it out, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's Azusa in Big Windup. He is uh, Takamasa in Corpse Princess. He's meow in Space he... Dandy. Yep. Meow in Space Dandy. He's the new voice. Actually, we're not going to actually say this. Never mind, because we're doing an episode later. He's Zareph in Fairy Tale. He is Oji Kosaka in Future Diary. He's Daryl Yawn in Guilty Crown. Um, let's see here. He is Takimi. Fujiwara in the redub of Initial D. Uh, he's Mikage in Kami-sama Kiss. He's Rakujo Takeda in Under in Laughing Under the Clouds. He's Tigra Vorman Tigra Vorn in Lion Lord Marksman and Vanities. Uh, he's been around. He's been around for a long time. He's Billy Button in My Hero Academia. Oh, <laughs> he's best. <coughs> yeah. Oh God, ow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you all right? fine. I actually just had to cough there for a second. Okay. He's Jeha in Yona of the Dawn. And he is Meow in Space Dandy. So he's... Oh, oh. Lest we not forget, he plays His Holiness Jam Crotch in Sky Wizards Academy. Single most interesting, most energetic, most... Uh, fucking... Original. Okay, Hardy. What was that character's actual name? D Kanata Age. And you're surprised that I remember that because I had to look it up all the time because after watching that first episode, I continuously referred to him as Jam Crotch I after that. I seriously didn't actually remember he had a name, so thank you. Uh, yeah, that's my me. thoughts on Sky Wizards Academy, by the way. Anywho, 
we are going to preemptively assume that th that Joe McDonald does a very good job with this character and performance. Yeah. We are yeah. using our powers of clairvoyance and talking to spirits from beyond the uh, realm of the living to inform us in advance that he is, in fact, a very strong performance. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I just all right. I just hope he uses his standard voice and not one so high pitched it sound like somebody kicked him in his McNuggets. Oh, so jacuzzi. Oh, so jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I got a like, I got a gun in my heart and a pain in my crotch. Of course, he's got a pain in his crotch. Have you seen Nice? Nice is the bomb. Oh. Ah, <laughs> buddy. Oh, I wasn't even. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. That's fucking perfect. <laughs> This is the episode where we all break each other. Oh, God. J Jared, Jared, are you okay over I'm there? I'm good. <laughs> Just so, so many jokes. Oh, I'm good. Do you have anything you'd like to say about your this preemptive performance, which we have not heard yet? Uh, it'll probably be good. Like this, this seems. Okay. Uh, judging what the character looks like, this seems like something Joe McDonald will do well. Okay. All right. Moving on to our. The manliest character of the sure show. You want to go on to him first? Well, we're not talking about Nindo yet. Nindo is the stupidest oh, character. Oh of the show. no, no, I know now. Where you, I know where you're going with this now. Okay. Great. No, no. Both of these guys are dumb as bricks, but Nindo is a special, heavier type of brick. <laughs> we're talking about Kitashi Hiro. Oh, I got this one right as is, well. We got the Iron I did not... Cheeks of Steel. Oh, yes. Yes, him and his massive buns of bricks. Yes, we're talking about the... the, the uh, this is um, the, the, the heart, the heart of the class, the spirit of youth, the man living his life to the fullest, and then Psyche's just like, I, I, I want to go to sleep. Yeah, this is the manliest character in the show, bar none. He does everything here for his class, and his class loves him for it, and he's dumb as mud. But at least he's good-looking, unlike he's another dumb, character. He's we'll dumb as later. hell, but a heart of gold and buns of steel. Buns of steel, Mr. Kinoshi Hiro. Uh, who did we predict for this? I know who I predicted. I predicted Mr. Robert McCollum. I could see that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I had Mr. Clifford Chapin. Uh, I also had Clifford Chapin. It, it just looks like something he would do. Mm. Okay, I had uh, three picks. My second one was right. My first one was Austin Tindall. Yeah, okay. Right. My third one was uh, Mike McFarlane. Hmm. hmm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because he looks like Quo from Show by Rock. Okay, I can see the resemblance. So who got it right, Jamal? Well, he got it right. That's why he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, so who actually got the part? Kyle Phillips. And see, this strikes me as weird, because the last thing I see Kyle Phillips being in is a really hot-blooded manly role. He's always kind of sounded rather on the effeminate Look, side. Look, let's be honest. When you're stuck day and night working on N-Drive, you feel like screaming your lungs out, too. That is yeah. very true. That is very true. But he's always his voice has always had this it's so cool sort of 
sound to it, like like he's cracking his voice whenever he goes gets really enthusiastic. And I don't know, it just yeah, he's uh, an anomaly, man. He is a ver- he is an anomaly. Uh, as far as other roles that he's gone into, he was Sosuke Saguya in Assassination he's Classroom. Denki he was he- Kaminari in My Hero Academia. That is very true. Uh, he is Genshiro Saji in High School DxD. Um, he is uh, Arata Sabajima in Prince of Stride. He's Hums. He's the duck. Yeah. He's Hamza in Rage of Bahamut. And he's uh, Mitsugo Yamaji. He's a uh, ninja servant in Three Leaves, Three Colors, among several other background roles. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with the role, to be perfectly honest. It shows that Kyle is not just a one-note type of character. Um, I still can't get over that bit of effeminacy he occasionally shows. Um, but, I mean, maybe that's the wrong word to use. It's just... He's all, he always sort of sounds like this when he gets excited. And, um... I don't know. I, it, it, I'm not sold on Kyle Phillips just yet. Maybe he'll impress me in the future. He needs to, sh- he needs but that's to just show my opinion. a little more of his manly spirit just to prove himself to the master of manliness is what you're getting at. Exactly. And sh- by showing his manly spirits, that's not just by dropping his shorts and showing his buns of steel <laughs> like he does all the time. It's not going to so, take any yeah. points away either. No, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I'm not... It's okay. I, I don't have anything hateful to say. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It didn't leave like a big impression, but it didn't leave a bad impression either. It was just mm. a impression. Actually, no wait. I think during the yelling, the yelling scenes, he actually did actually crack me up a little bit. Yeah. Also, when he's spitting out blood, he's like, "Here, take this." You just scrape your knee. Yeah. You need to do it. It's, it, you know what, I just realized I kind of agree with you on the femininity because when he goes into his motivational speeches, he sounds to me like if Aaron Dismuke hit puberty again. What? But when he gets like really excited, like as soon, in the second episode where you see him come back into the dodgeball game, he's like, I got it! He starts sounding like Vic Mignogna for some reason. I'm not. And here's the, here's the worst part of it, Jamal. The man is 40 years old. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. His birth date is March 17th, 1976. So he... So he's a little... He's a bit of an aged shamrock, if you will. Yeah. That's so cool! Hey, for some people it's a blessing, for others it's a curse. Let's just move on. Very true. Well, it's like Monica Rial told me when I sat down... I sat down right across from her and had a very good 20-minute long discussion about various dis- various things with her. <laughs> Jealous much. 19 minutes but, of um, those 20 no- minutes was asking when Dragon Ball Super was going to come out. That's how this works at Funimation and anime conventions, right? You know I would never do that. No, she actually said that as she's grown older, and she's in her 40s as well. Uh, Monica, I'm sorry to admit that in case you're listening, but uh, it, it is true, and we got to tell the truth here on Dub Talk. We still love you very, see, very that's, much. That's Monica, the Monica I can't wait to see you at Animate Florida next month. 
<laughs> Anyways, no, she explained that as she's gotten older, her voice has actually gotten higher. So her big girl voice is harder to do than when she was younger. And so maybe that is a that is the inverse case with, with Kyle, is that as he's gotten older, his voice has he's actually sort of hit anti puberty and and now he's kind of scratching in his forties. Um I'm yammering on, and, and it's an hour in, so we really need to go on. Yeah. But just, yeah, he is, that's my personal opinion, and uh, whatever, whatever. It's so cool! <laughs> Anyways, moving on, a general, general opinion. Amon, did we even go to your opinion? Ah, uh, he's good. He's fine. Okay. Yeah, he's, okay. He, he works for the game. Okay. I always got. I always gotta go. Remember Amon because he's so quiet. Amon, you, you got. Uh, it's terrible. You guys are very entertaining to listen to, and I occasionally forget. Wait, I'm in this episode. Look, Amon, I'm not like listening to this at work or something. Amon's the, Amon's the quiet voice of reason that comes in every now and then with a really sharp zingers. He's like the he's the itchinator of dub talk. The guy with the awesome beard who has the one good line that makes us all crack up. Flatterers. Okay. Anyways, I know we've been talking a lot about masculinity and femininity, and now that we're going from the master of manliness himself, let's go to the pure shining goddess of femininity and perfection herself. Are we talking about Kokomi Terahashi? We are talking about Kokomi Terahashi, or should I say, oh, Terahashi. Terahashi, I ain't see you there. Oh, flutters. Clutch the pearls! What a sneaky thing to do! Oh my! Ooh. Oh lordy lordy! Ooh. I think I have a mighty case Ooh. of the papers! Oh lord have mercy! <laughs> oh, have... oh lord! Anyways, uh, we're all doing our best Tyler uh, Medea impersonation, oh God, but anyways. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh lord! Anyways... I love how... Um, yes, uh, Kokomi Terahashi is aka the perfect woman, and we're not just joking about this. She is pretty much in the universe of Psyche K, she is the pitch perfect woman. There is literally nothing wrong with her, and she knows that, and she uses that to her advantage. She's not being mean, she's not being hateful, she's just perfect, and that's exactly what our hero. Psyche hates about her. He's like, if, if he I doesn't... hold hands with her, suddenly I will become the most envied, hated kid in the school. Yeah, no thanks. N- not only that, not, not even that. He'll become the most noticed kid in school. And that's the one thing he hates the most is being noticed. That's why, whereas any of us, any of us in this chat would be absolutely thrilled to be with a girl like Terahashi. Would I? That is literally... I don't know. Like, she, she seems like she doesn't mean it, but she seems like she's an unintentionally sharp-tongued bitch at times. Well... Yeah, I, Here's what it times. is. I think she, she thinks... She doesn't think she's an asshole, but she sometimes comes off as one. Like, she's not doing... She's not doing True. it to be malicious. She's just like, oh, I... Oh. Whoops. My th- my thinking is that this time spent around Psyche, and I think this leads to a lot of the other main characters as well, is going to improve her life. 
and make psyches worse. It's sort of... I wanted to bring this up. Psyche... No, Kusuo Psyche and Say Honda are kind of in the same boat to where they want to avoid as much content, you know, conflict as possible, as much human, what's the word? Um, they want to avoid as much interaction as possible, and yet they continuously create, they continuously invite people towards them. And as a result, they inspire the lives of everyone who's around them, even though they want their life to be left alone, and it's sort of irritating them and making everyone else happy. If, if that makes any sense at all. It, it's sort of a long shot, but, you know, it, it, I can see parallels between the two of them. Okay, that got weirdly serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That did get weirdly serious, but I wanted to bring that up anyway, and it sort of led into that. Uh, we can go back to that at the end of the episode. But anyways, moving on. Predictions we had for Terahashi. Who did we have? I did not get this one I right. I did, actually. Um, I had two, okay. and I was dead wrong. I got this one, actually. Um, I, okay. Did I have two? Oh, I only had the one prediction, actually. That's what makes this better. Okay. Okay. I looked at this girl and I thought I defaulted to the twins. I thought it was either going to be Bryn April or Felicia Angel. I thought it was going to be Bryn as well. Uh, my other prediction was uh, Tabitha Ray. Okay. I also thought it was going to be Bryn. Uh, Let me guess. If you need a cute girl voice. <laughs> there's an app for the this case oh, an apple. God. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. So, Andrew, ah. who voice who voices Terahashi? Uh, the lovely Tia Ballard. And the moment they announced that, I was like, "Well, shit, that's what you know, it's the it's it's the it's the voice I heard in my head and I'm like, "Okay, you know what? That, that, that's that's perfect." You know, now that I think about it, it was, it is basically the perfect voice for this character. Before we get on too far, uh, Tia, of course, and I'm not going to mention that part that makes me very salty. I'm going to hold it back. Sure you you better hold back. I'm not I swear even to sure what you're actually referring to right now. I know, and I'm not saying a damn word. Okay, she was Nanako from And You Thought There Was Never a Girl Online. She is Sazaka from Aquarian Evol. She's Ume from Bento, that bitch. Uh, she's Beast from Black Butler, Bulk of Circus. She's Aligura from Blood Blockade Battlefront. Uh, let's see, she's Eris from Cat Planet Speaking Keys. of cats, she's she is, happy. She is happy. So, does this make you happy, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. She is Maya from A Certain Magical Railgun. She is Takao Big Boobs from Defrag. She is the... Uh, she's Yoshino from Data Life oh, 2. Yeah. She, she's Chio from Devil is a Part-Timer. Uh, Let's see that. here. 
she is indeed Happy from Fairy Tale. She's Elizabeth Mabley from Freezing. She's Garm from Garo. Uh, she is Hare Minjo from Guilty Crown. She is Seraphal Leviathan from High School DxD. She's Nanami Momozono from Kami-sama Kiss, one of her other big roles. Uh, she is Natsumi from Noreen. She's Miss Becky. No real basically. talk, which is the one that actually makes you something. Yeah, no. It's it's Tifa from Death Battle. Oh. Okay. Hey, don't worry, we, Heidi. We're dropping that like a brick. Okay. Don't worry, Heidi. Tia Battle will drink your tears, man. No. Okay, we drop it that. Anyways, let's talk about girl that's better. Okay. Uh... No girl is better than whatever. Anyways, yeah. She she basically her whole shtick is that I'm so perfect and like I make everybody's day better. I wanna make this guy's day better and she wants him to look at her. But then, uh, uh, ironically, she falls for the guy that she can't have because she's not even sure if he's real. And then it's like, oh no. Yeah. Well, when you first introduced to her, when I was first introduced to her, she came off as a little condescending to me. Oh, a little. A little. Yeah. A little? Okay, okay. I get, I get a lot condescending. She's pretty con- She's pretty- and condescending. She's pretty yeah. condescending. But then, like, afterwards, it's funny. When she started following her own rule all of a sudden, I, it came off a little masochistic to me because I thought she wa she's not in love with Psyche. It sounded like she was in love with herself. I'm like, the fuck? You don't love him. You just love the idea of him. Yeah. Where have I heard that before? That was in a really interesting God, it's gonna bug the shit out of me. Anyways, that's basically what it is. She's in love with the idea of conquering this guy that doesn't want to look at her. So basically, nah, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. Tia Balor's perfect was like the one I had in mind, and she does a great job with it. And she's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I... if. Looking back on it now, I'm surprised I didn't pick Tia Ballard because, yeah, she is pretty much the perfect choice. Jared, what did you she think? She was very good. I thought she was uh, she was very on point, very funny. <laughs> yeah, like no, she looks like Tia no, in real life minus the blue hair. She looks like X. Yeah, character. Tia Ballard is very pretty yeah, woman. Actually, I, I want to wait till we get to our main character himself, but there is an interesting reason about why her and some of the other characters have quite as extravagant hairstyles as they do. Okay. That is very true. Okay. Oh Moving God, on. Yes. Party, party, party. You know how we're going to introduce this one. You know how we're going to do this one. We're going to do this at the same Everyone? time. We're going to do this at the same time. All right. Wait, are you thinking I what I'm thinking? Exactly are you thinking? What I'm thinking. Guys, are you thinking what, what I'm, thinking? I'm thinking? Three, two, one, and judgment nights of fun. <laughs> yes, the king of the judgment nights of thunder himself, Mr. Shunkaido. Judgment. The sworn, 
Judgment Night Song! Oh god, it's the best! It's the best! God! The sworn Dark enemy of, reunion. of, of Dark Reunion! The Jet yes. Black Wings himself! The, <laughs> the Jet Black Wings! Yes. In other words, the the kid who suffers from massive fourth grade Eighth syndrome, grade syndrome and the big ass chuny motherfucker, but he's the best. Yeah. I think I actually. Yeah. He's completely full of himself, but just okay. Stupid by the way, uh, it's Mr. The moment, like, here's the thing. Judgment Nights of was the moment when the series went from kind of funny to. Fucking hysterical. Do you mean? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't breathe for a solid minute because. And then the funniest part is that it leaves the last word off. It's like nice judgment, off. nice of, and you're wondering. Who's gonna finish it? Who's gonna finish it? Who's gonna? <laughs> we broke ourselves again. Um, who did we predict for Shun right, Kaido? I think I had a second other prediction for this one. <coughs> I got one that I had it dead wrong. Uh, who did I have for this one? I, I got this one right. Oh, he, oh, here's another. Here's another place where I put Joel McDonald. I actually had. I had Jerry Jeffers. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. So who else has predictions before I say who it is? I had uh, Clifford Chapin. Okay. You know he has been a lot of our predictions, but he's not in he the isn't. actual cast. He's no, he's too busy no, he directing the key show of this season and, and being the in Cheer Boys, Cheer Boys and apparently. some other shows and and so Yeah. Let's not spoil the other That'll episodes. Anyways, so, can I say who it is? Uh, Amon, did you say? Uh, I, I, I guess right, so I can say it if you like. Oh, okay, uh. we have to do this together, mm -hmm. okay. <clears throat> Alright. No, wait, Amon, Amon, can I hear you say <laughs> Judgment Nights of, and then I'll say who it is? That's what we gotta do. <clears throat> okay, I'll give you a countdown. <clears throat> Alright. Three... Two, one. Judgment Nights of Micah Solisad. <laughs> oh my god, that singer was so beautiful, Almond. That was pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. That was pretty good. Yeah, Micah Solisad is the character, the actor who plays everybody's favorite Chuny motherfucker, and he's perfect. Yeah, he's also Megan's hopeless boyfriend, so... Uh, and he's also the director's actual boyfriend, so... <laughs> this is this is true. This is true. And he's played... He was Yoshitsune. He was actually... Yoshitsune is the character that he, rep that he actually took over from the original voice of Chris Patton for Appleseed 13. You, you uh, picked the Chris really the obscure in the ones movies. first. Yeah, well, that's because I, I, I go on to A&N and I read downwards. But, well, screw you, Andrew. I'm trying to try. 
Uh, he plays the asshole boy Asano in Assassination oh, yeah, Classroom. Guy. He plays he plays Satomo in Birdie the Mighty Decode, aka he's half a girl. Um, he plays black in Blood Blockade Battlefront. I thought he was white. He's, super, he's, he's black technically... and he's white. He, no, no, he's black and blank. No, white is a girl, remember? I thought he was Asian. White is his sister. Whatever! <sighs> um, he plays Subaki in Brothers Conflict. He plays Toma Kamijo in A Certain Magical Index. Uh, he is Ray Ogami in Code Breaker. He is, uh, let's see. He's Soul Eater uh, Evans from the title character of Soul Eater. He is Yuichiro yes. Hakiya from Seraph of the M, Vampire Gay, I mean, Vampire Rain. Um, he is Jonah from Yormagun. He's Mizuki in Kamisama Kiss. He's Yukitaka in Level E. He is Yukine from Yoragami. He's played a whole bunch. He's Smile in Ping Pong. Odds are he's played a whole bunch of characters. And if you've listened to our show, he's Dr. B in Space Daddy. He's played a whole bunch of characters. If you listen to our show, you know who he is. So shut the hell up. Um, he's he's not Johnny Young Bosch. He's Johnny Light. I actually, no, he's he's Johnny Heavy because his voice is actually deeper than Johnny, despite being several years younger than him. Is he so. is he Jonah from Yormengon? Um, uh, yes. Okay. Yes, he is. I just mentioned that. Cool. So, yeah. um, yeah. I want to go first on this one. I think he is perfect, and he does a really good job of doing his like two-sidedness. Because one of the things I one of the things I've stated in Actually, my very first episode we ever did together, now that I think about it, uh, our first episode, I established that he is a black or blank. That is Micah Solusad's, like, du duality range, where one side he sounds much more like a kind of youngish high school boy, innocent, pure, sweet cinnamon roll type character. And then the other one is the your daughter calls me daddy now badass drives a motorcycle will bring her home late who knows what kind of drugs he's been doing um and this character this shun kaido is perfect because he's basically playing like the bad boy persona but in actuality is a huge fucking loser and it's perfect so it's kind of like how he acts at home away and away from and in front of oh, Afia, God, no. I would assume. No. Oh boy. That's We're gonna be banned off the air for me <laughs> saying this is, that. This is not safe for the recording booth. You'll get banned, but not for some not for something else. Anyways. She's like, get me some coffee jelly. It's like, yes ma'am. I make no apologies. No, I thought it was funny. I thought it was really, really hilarious. He's not my first choice, but uh, I think he does a good job. Oh, yeah, just, just the whole scene where he's like... Also, he's one of the few characters in the show that Psyche actually shows some semblance of actually liking. Yeah, of some sort of pity. It, it's almost. like pity, but also genuinely like, you know what... Uh, you, I, I don't want you to get hurt, kid. So, 
Yeah. But it's just like the whole bit where it's like, huh, you all don't understand how I feel. I'm, I, I, I gotta go to, to, to meditate my thoughts. It's okay, Andrew. It's okay. Come here. Come here. Oh, let it out. Let it out. Where he. <laughs> <laughs> he fried a snake, for God's sake. I'm just thinking back yeah. when they were talking about the snake, and it's like a demon thing, and then they show a bunch of little, like a little kid basically slamming it on the <laughs> So what did you, what did the other guys think of uh, of this performance? It's fucking hilarious. He's great. <laughs> He's, I, I, I'm almost a little surprised just because when I think of Mika, I tend to think of like really sarcastic characters. I feel like he plays those a lot. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, no, Mika is Justin Briner, a.k.a. Mika's bitch. Oh. This is Mika. <laughs> Get yeah, it right. I can't speak. Anyways, I was, I was surprised, but when I was thinking, it's like, you know, he'd be really funny here. And lo and behold, he was very, he's great. Yeah. All right, so everyone is in approvement of the Judgment Knights of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Judgment Knights. Uh, do we have a segue for... For Judgment Night of hmm. Stupid. Let's see. Uh, you know what? I don't. I would normally have a segue, but this guy is so stupid. I can't. Zach. I can't lock onto his brain to think what he's thinking. I can't. I can't judge dude. how stupid he is. It's. It's. Uh, stop that! Uh, hey, buddy. Stop that. <laughs> hey, pal! <laughs> it's Ricky Nindo, aka the dumbest motherfucker in school, and he looks it. I mean, he's got a butt on his chin, he's got a scar in his eye, and he's got a dumbass mohawk on his ear. So basically, this basically, guy's an idiot. he's all nice and set for the sequel series of My Love Story. <laughs> Here's the thing. Nendo is a great character. He's a good guy. He's a genuinely sweet, um, friendly guy. He's just fucking stupid. And lo and behold, this is Psyche's one weakness. He can't read his mind because there's nothing in it. That's the whole joke of his character. He's so incredibly stupid <laughs> that he can't read his mind. Although, personally, I think there's something else to it. Honestly, I think there's something, some deep, dark secret hidden behind, beneath it. But the main joke is that he's so dumb that Psyche can't read it. Yeah, you can't read someone's mind if there's no mind in there. Anyways, did we have predictions for Nindo? I had Can two I guess and they one were both of them? Wrong. Can I guess one of them? Yes. Hardy? Sure. Is one of your predictions for Ricky Nendo Marcus Stimic? No! No, it is not! Oh, okay, God. good, because that was my prediction. <laughs> uh, and now that I think about it, he would be funny. Actually, my two predictions were I defaulted to Chris Sabat in worst case scenario, but my main prediction was Chris George. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not to say, not to insult either of their yeah, intelligence. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I think they would be. Re- I'm pretty sure Sabbat like good fu- smart it, like, people jokes about his own stupidity like every day. 
That guy yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Right. Okay. What do you got? What do you got, uh, Jamal? I had uh, Brandon Potter and Sonny Strain. Hmm. Okay. Both of those I could see working. Uh, Jared, what I do you think? I also had Chris Sabat, and I thought Ian Sinclair might be good here, too. <laughs> okay. Gigi would have had a field day. Turns. <laughs> How dare you call my husband no stupid? <laughs> I hate your faithes. Is that sassy, Marcus? I hate your faith. Oh, God. I'm going to go to the mall and bust shop for the person. So. Talk to the head girlfriend because you ain't going to get the faith <laughs> anymore. Fucking. Oh, no. I walked right into that. So I got anyways, anyways. I did not see this one fucking coming. Nobody Neither did, did I. Neither did I because he's very rarely seen in broadcast ups. He's morely known he's more known as a Houston actor and not a Dallas actor. And who is playing Ricky Nendo is actually the one and only what? David Wall. Yeah. David Wald, in case you have not heard him, he's mainly an actor for Sentai. He is a Bulat in a Kamega Kill. He was Tatsuji in another. He was Hannes from Attack on Titan. Uh, he was Rintaro from Brothers Conflict. He was uh, Reiji from Diabolic Lovers. He was Ren from Dramatical Murder. He was Bondo from Elfin Lead, the OVA, not the main series. He's Gajil from Fairy Tale. Um, he's Kiramaro from From the New World. He's Herman Luis from Garo, the animation. He's Berg Katza from Gachaman Crowds. He's Duke Togo, aka Golgo 13. Uh, he's Master Chief from Halo Wait, Legends. Wait, fucking what? Yeah. Yes, he was the voice of Master Chief in the OVA Wait, for, for Halo Legends. Wait, for all of them or for like one of the shorts? I can imagine like... I'm going to look that up right the fuck now. For for Halo Legends, Master Chief was only no, in like no, one short. No, no, he was short. in a couple actually. He's in a few of them, but yeah, he was... He was in... Yeah, that's basically it. Um... He's Regan from Log Horizon. He's been in a bunch of shows, mainly from Sentai Filmworks. So, what do we think of David Wald as Nendo? I give it an A plus out of ten. I, I really, I think he's very funny. <laughs> he went balls to the wall on this man. <laughs> Andrew, Halo Legends was a Stephen Foster dub. What the fuck? Oh, what? <laughs> What? Oh boy. Okay, that that explains that explains one of the shorts where like the dying girl in the soldier's arms is literally like Tamoya and Nagisa. Oh yeah, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh yeah, David Wall Psychic. and Nendo. Yeah, Nendo. Sorry, I just the realization that David Wall, Halo Legend. I'm a really big Halo fan, so this is. Okay. Get on with it! <laughs> yes, get on with it. Okay, Jesus, Hotty. Nendo is fantastic. David Wall does a much like he usually is a much more like bravado, manly man, badass. At least from a lot of the characters I know about, or he's usually like the drunkard in Hannes' occasion. Here he just goes full on fucking derps 
stupid and it's hysterical. But he's also kind of like charming in his stupidity. Like he, he's a, he does he plays him as a good guy with a good heart, just a really shitty face <laughs> and shitty brain. Yeah, you're right. D you Dave know what, Wall, Master Chief? Here's the thing: I was not a fan for the first episode, to be mm -hmm. honest. But as it went on, it grew on me, and. I think it's mainly because I'm not used to David Wall going full derp. But now that I've heard David Wall go full derp and full fucking derp, I think I like it now. Like, you know, he can go as, as brain dead stupid as he wants and I'll just dig the hell out of it. So yeah, that's it's it's very enjoyable. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of it at first, but I grew to like it. Mm -hmm. Halo Legends was practically a Sentai dub. This is blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, it is. In fact, what was it? Warner Brothers hired Sentai Filmworks. Not Sentai the Filmworks, but Seraphim yeah. Digital to dub a lot of shows like Appleseed and stuff like that's that. That's blowing my fucking mind. You know who's... You know what mind else will blow my... your fucking mind? Go ahead. You know Jim. whose mind is not blowing... Nendos. Nendos <laughs> is a a black void out of which no light can escape from. Let's move on to our see, lead see, character. Here's the thing: there was no segue there because there was nothing there to begin with. <laughs> exactly. And this, everyone, we are an hour and thirty minutes into our podcast. We really need to get on to our main character. Our main character, we've already introduced him to you. His name is in the front title. This is the disastrous life of Kusuo Saiki. Kusuo Saiki was born a psychic. He, at very few days old, he was literally communicating with his mind in full sentences. He has nearly unlimited power. He can. He has telepathy, telekinesis, uh, super strength, any power, clairvoyance, uh, shape shifting. Uh, astral projection, if any, he's basically Doctor Strange times 12. He is one of the most powerful characters in the known universe. In Psyche, in, in his own universe, he is unparalleled. The man could even put up a fight against characters such as Goku or Kurosensei. And it's the worst thing that's ever happened to him. Mm -hmm. It is literally the bane of his existence. He hates being the super powered character and that is in effect his weakness and this is what i've noticed with shows like assassination classroom and one punch man or even mob psycho, to an, mob extent, psycho to an extent very much mob psycho it's a focus on these all-powerful characters and how they suffer from being all-powerful. Like, their power is their one weakness. I think this is a trend that's happening in media lately. Yeah, I'm going to go deep for this, because I really want to focus on this. And, and I appreciate it, because for, for the longest time, Superman just did what he wanted. Goku just did what he wanted. And nobody questioned it. 
And then Kirito came around and like, hey, why is Kirito doing every, whatever he wants and getting away with it and he does nothing to earn it? Mm. He has no fallback. He has no consequences. He just does what he wants. He gets a harem full of girls and, and all this shit. And so now we're finally looking at, hey, what if the all-powerful character doesn't have the best life? And this is what we're seeing now with Saitama and Mob. And now, Kusuo. Yeah. I, I, I feel it's a really interesting concept story in general about if you're going to write, like, the most interesting thing about a lot of these all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing characters is what the fuck's going on in their head. And, I like, that's where a lot of the intrigues comes, not from the fact where it's like they are... Go, will will they or will they not succeed? In a sense, they've already succeeded. The thing is, what do they do once they've reached the pinnacle? What the fuck are they thinking? Where are they going? And that's the problem. They're stuck. Because they're stuck. Where do we go from they here? They have nowhere to go. And the thing that I, I want to mention yes. the little bit I want to mention earlier. Psyche wants to be normal so bad. That he will go through any length to be normal. Because he is born with pink hair to brunettes. He is born with psychic powers and clairvoyance. Literally able to rival gods and monsters themselves. And he makes it so that if everybody else is special and weird and anime, then I'll be normal by comparison. Exactly. Every anime trope that you've seen in other shows up to this point is the exact result of Psyche wanting to make you know, himself those... normal. He explains every single trope in anime existence. You know is how everybody heals fault. really fast? Boom. Psyche. You know how everybody else has Technicolor dream hair? Boom. Psyche. You know how all the girls' clothes fly off but covers their crotch and like chest? Boom. Psyche. You know how it's like it seems like you can stop somebody with a finger and like send them flying through a wall? Boom. Psyche. Boom. Psyche. Boom. Psyche. Boom. Psyche. Boom. Psyche. You know why every single person who gets kicked to the moon in Ranma one half suddenly appears half a second later perfectly fine? Psyche. This character is great. He's so yes. good. And, 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 and the thing is, he just wants to live a normal life that he goes to sleep every night. And when he wakes up, he has dreams of being normal. Only for instance later for him to wake up and everything is gone. But enough about this. Psyche is awesome. Let's talk about who voices him. Who did we predict to voice him? I want to go last because I have a special choice. I'm really bad that I didn't actually get this, but here's the thing. My one prediction, as I mentioned earlier, everyone except the character who actually, who he actually plays, Joel McDonald for Psyche Kuso. Gotcha. Jamal? Uh, I had Ian Sinclair... Micah Solusa. Really? I, oddly enough, this is also why I put Micah Solusa as Micah, well. I can see Micah, actually. Okay. And uh, Austin yeah. Tyndall. And Austin Tyndall 
This is gonna be why this prediction annoys me once you reveal it. Uh, I guessed Micah Solasad, and I another guess which is actually correct. So I will keep hush on that. Yes, my third choice was correct. I also guessed Austin Tindall as my second. Who I really, really, really wanted to play Kusuo Saiki, but I know wouldn't get it. But I put him down here anyways. Was Chris Patton. Huh. Because I wanted the voice of Sosuke Sagara from Full Metal Panic to be the voice of Kusuo Saiki. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. But anyways, I my third choice was right. Amon, you you got it right too. I didn't did. You? Who else got it right? I think it's just you two. Mm. Just us two. Amon, let us let everyone know who is the voice of our main character. Our main character and all of his annoyed, overpowered self is played by Jerry. I'm so mad I didn't think of this. Same here, man, because you know how hard he is his quadruplets? That came out how wrong. Hard, <laughs> how hard I do my have my quadruplets. How hard are you? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, back in the Manime Monday days, I actually had a group of girl viewers who referred themselves as Hardy's Harem. Oh, I kid you not. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't need to and... I get you. Anyway, yeah. you had to be rather, there to I'd know it. Right. You were too young at the time. Than hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, like how he would get Brendan Felicia confused. That was pretty much me with Austin and Jerry back in the day, man. And I should have put Jerry Jewel here. Yeah, Jerry Jewel, as we no doubt know, has been in the business a long time. Uh, let's see here. Let's go for more of his more well-known roles. Kiyosama from Fruits Basket. He was Claire Stanfield, a.k.a. Vino, a.k.a. The Rail Tricep. Oh, that's Nakano. who he was. Yeah. He was Tyra from Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. He was, uh, Lau from Black, Black Butler. He was, uh... Konaka from Haganai. He's Jimmy Kudo, not Conan from Case Closed. He's the inner voice of Conan. Uh, he is Kalyan, Ra Kalyan Laws from Chrome Shelled Regios. Yuki from Codebreaker. Um, let's see here. A bunch of other stuff. Feel free to chip in um, if you want to. He's the voice of the What a Man class president from Assassination Classroom. Yuma Yuma Iso guy. He's the voice True. of the yeah. the principal of UA Academy from My Hero Academia, the tiny little mouse man. He is uh, oh, he is the voice of the best character in Seraph of the End. Oh yes, he's Shinya, Shinya isn't yeah. he? Right. He's also Ion from Show by Rock, the arrogant guy who sleeps in a coffin all the time. And he's the main character from Shuffle, that poor, poor soul of his. So, anyways, I want to go last. What do you all feel about Jerry as our title character, Kusuo Saiki? Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> Mwah. I, I, lo I love it. I mean, 
Jerry gets to enjoy some coffee jelly while Micah enjoys that soy milk pudding. So <laughs> <laughs> You've got a mama. I'm going to tell her you said that. Soy milk and cookies. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> I, I got one more. No. You, could you imagine the role play in the no. bedroom? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you... Do, oh, oh, oh. Do you think it would be you and no. Mika or the twins from Weecross? No. Never mind. I'm sorry. I just had to get all my jokes out, man. I've been holding forever. Professionalism. I apologize if Mika and Athia Back. somehow hear this. Stop. Stop. On topic, please. <laughs> what do we think about... <laughs> I, I think Jerry Duell does a very good job. I think he has the... I don't want to say flatness, because that implies bad acting, but he has the kind of... He nails the, like, neutral voice oh, that, like, works for Psyche so much of the time. Flatness for... What? Deadpan. deadpan. He's very deadpan, but when he needs to be, and it's like, I bet you're thinking that being a psychic is great. And you're wrong. It is awful. And let me tell you why. And it's, it's so good. It's like I can't. It's like there would be other actors who'd be good in this role, but I can't think of them because he's just so good here. It, it's, it's. Here's the thing. I always thought Jerry Jewell was kind of a weird, interesting actor. That like I always was kind of confused every time I heard him talk. Where it's like, why, why does he sound so one note? Like every time I hear him perform. And it's this strange thing just about the way he performs, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a quirk about, like, his actual voice. But it here's the thing. It's very selective. Not every character will that work for. Some of his roles, like, I feel like some of his roles probably, like, if they were supposed to be, like, an energetic teenager or something, it's not going to work. But this is perfection of Jerry Jewel. This is great. Well, you do realize he looks physically like a serial killer, right? He, he is a bit of a creepy looking man. Have I you seen not. his face? He, okay. I'm going to link you a picture if, to if you his want face. A good chance, go to his A&N page. The top one is like, it's clearly like done on like some like analog camera and it looks like something that would show up in a real crime book it's a little unfortunate the the man has the man looks like a serial killer no no joke <laughs> it's like it's like you kind of expect to see Whoa. that you know it's, it's in a book somewhere between like you know Dahmer and john wayne gacy or something like that it's i love okay. you jerry we are trying to that picture i've you. never may, seen before we were, we are trying to May compliment you and give you all of the praises and then this happened. I am so sorry. May may I remind you, this is the voice of Barry the Chopper from Full Metal he Alchemist. He is Barry, isn't he? I'd forgotten about that. He is Barry the See, Chopper. I, I well, if the carpet matches the drapes. Oh, God. He's Barry the Chopper and he's the okay. rail tracer okay. from Bacchano you as well. You know what? Yeah. And he's Russia from Hatalia. You know, Metal Pipe of Bay! See, I, I find this all very funny because my introduction to Jerry Jewel was Kodocha, where he plays a literal child. 
you know, the most solid and sarcastic child in the world, but a child nonetheless. So. Yeah. yeah, mine was the same for Shin Chan, that bunny. Happiness bunny, that's right. He's like, please let me welcome the sweet embrace of death. <laughs> okay, no. That one line sums up Psyche's character. Yeah, basically. Um, honestly, in my opinion, I wasn't won over at first because I honestly thought it was a bit too deadpan. Like, it was just Jerry going off and reading some notes. Um, and frankly, I, I still kind of think it's that way. Uh, I like it. I think... I, I honestly still think someone like Chris Patton could do it better. But I, I do like Jerry. I do think he does a good job. But that's just I, me. I'd say, like, he's not completely deadpan either. There's, like, definitely a couple of moments where he lets it out a little more, but he never lets it out, like, too much. Like, I think it's like right. when Nendo's being like, oh, it's the Roots disease. Holy crap, he thinks mm -hmm. that's real. Yeah. Now, my favorite part when he just was completely flabbergasted was when he he escaped from the from the coffin, and uh, the guy the actor's like, "I bet they never guessed the murder is actually me." And he's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. and that face that you know show next is like, Duh. you know, that's who like the a Saitama that face. Was? That's basically Nate wants the battle. Yeah. Oh really? Hmm. Nice. That guy does a bunch of cool ass covers, so good on him. Anyways, wrapping this all up, we're almost at two hours. General consensus on the dub for the disastrous life of Psyche Coon. Great. I like it. Awesome. It's definitely something. It's psychedelic? <laughs> psychedelic. The disastrous episode of Dub Talk, people. <laughs> yeah. God, the one where Jamal fucking murdered me. <laughs> he murdered everyone, to be perfectly honest. Okay. Anyways, actual non not actual coherence thought process of my opinion of the show. It's a comedy. Com like I feel like comedy can if it's very like dialogue heavy or physical based, it's going to translate a little better in English depending on how it's localized, how it's executed, and how like well it is it's, it doesn't this one isn't like going crazy with its liberties because a lot of the comedy is it's, still already intact in both the the clever jokes and the physical humor of it and it works and the script the script didn't get tatumed <laughs> thank for god did not get tatumed at all not, god, boy you, you're not ready I'm going to be very surprised if Tatum actually was a scriptwriter for this. Artie, you're not ready for if, hearing me in the Danganronpa thing. Boy, you are not. No, I am not. I expect I expect maximum salt. Very. But no, no. Uh, Afia, you I, you definitely... It's Afia. 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 Uh, uh, you know, Andrew, Andrew, you know I love yeah, you, right? Yeah, put on the fucking hat, you piece of shit, okay? Let me put on my fedora. Put it on, you fucking redneck piece of shit. Go ahead. Well, actually... Heyo! <laughs> it's pronounced Afia rhymes with mafia. You know what? I, I like that. Afia rhymes with mafia. Okay. 
Miss yeah. Mafia Afia. I would like to congratulate you because Assassination Classroom not only was the second season a solid du uh, dub, you, I, I could tell you definitely a couple of years in the business and all that. Uh, you're doing some great stuff. Voice acting is stupendous, and honestly, this is a extremely funny, hilarious translation of an already extremely funny show. This time, I don't have to keep track of four different sub lines without. Yeah, that's like the biggest problem with the fucking Funimation service. When you have multiple people talking and you translate those subs, you cannot read who the fuck is who. And the dub makes that easier. So yeah, the characters are directed well. The fucking script's pretty funny, but doesn't go full ham. And you're doing a great job. I can't wait to hear more of your work in the future. Thank you, Afia. Also, we apologize any and all comments made about your personal life in any regards. <clears throat> Jamal. <laughs> Speaking of Jamal, hey Jamal, what did you think of the dub in general? I thought the dub was pretty good. You know? uh, I mean, I can understand why they would not do the shorts. You know, that's a hell of a time crunch they gotta deal with. Right. And it kind of sucks I have to wait every Sunday to watch it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you know, I like it for what it is. Okay. So the the pencil thin animation budget doesn't really bother you in the long run. Well, the, well, no, well, I like the character designs and JC staff. Believe it or not, is one of my favorite studios. Okay. So I, I as long as the designs are nice, I don't really give a damn about the background that much. All right. I'm on. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think it's, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, if you're doing it up for comedy, the main goal would be, you know, it's going to be at least as funny as the sub. And I think this does that in flying colors. It's, you know, the timing is good. Everybody's really well cast and performs really well. Um, you know, I didn't even notice how low the budget was. I don't know why. I think it's just it. it like, I, I, I really like I think they're just they're using their money very well. Like when they need to do a little fancier, they can push a little more into it, but a lot of it doesn't require the most money in the world, which is good. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, for a, uh, speaking of the, um, the, uh, the budget, it looks, the animation wise, it looks like it was made kind of on a budget of shoestrings and lint, but I think that kind of actually helps its case because, um, because it, it is low-key, and that's sort of the life that Kusuo sort of mm. wants for himself. He wants a low-key life. He wants something simple. He wants something that he doesn't have to worry too much about. And so maybe that's just another one of his powers. He just made every, the animation or life in general extremely simple-looking so that everything would be easier for him. And the, for the dub in general, I enjoy it. I think it's a really funny dub. I uh, I think it's real well done, and I do appreciate not having to read four lines of subtitles every five seconds. And so, yeah, I think this is the, I think I this like is it. the sleeper hit of the season to me. Yeah. yeah, it really is the sleeper, and in a lot of ways, I actually do enjoy it more than Mob Psycho because it's yeah, it's more. It's more cleverly yeah, written, the, the, and it does much more with its I budget. I will argue you on certain things. I feel this one is pure slapstick comedy stuff, 
but I think Mob Psycho does a lot more in terms of characterization, theme, and overall True. like character growth in general that I feel that is an actually True. extremely unfair comparison. They both have a lot of strengths and a lot of weaknesses. And so, wrapping that up, um, if you would want, if you want to watch The Disastrous Life of Psyche K on Funimation, uh, it is available at Funimation.com. If you want to listen to the dub, you have to be an elite subscriber. Um, they do offer a 14-day free trial. However, you do have to input your credit card information. After 14 days, they will charge you. So remember to re cancel your subscription before that, or else you will get charged. However, odds are not only will you be wrapped up in the daily episodes of The Disastrous Life of Psyche K, that you will completely forget about that, and you will also enjoy the over 100,000 minutes of anime that Funimation has at their disposal, and you'll just roll with it. Um, if you want to watch the simulcast, that is available for free after a one-week delay. I believe it's a one-week delay. I'm not so sure about this show in particular because it's daily. So, check on the website for details for that. Um, as far as... What we are doing, um, a lot. I of course, we're doing a lot. Yes, we're doing a lot of episodes. In fact, we're going to be recording for Servamp tomorrow, and we're going to be recording for D One Punch Man the day after that. So we've got a lot of episodes in the pipeline for Dub Talk, and holy God Almighty, we still haven't touched any of the episodes for this current season. Uh, a few of them, but not. We're many. working on it, people. And so don't worry, it's coming. We're working on it. We are working time. on it. Yeah. So, do, yeah. Don't don't worry about it. And yes, don't worry. We still have plans for show the big hits like Drifters, and we still have the W talk the W awards planned for the end of the year. So don't worry about that. We've got all that planned ahead. Um, I, of course, am Spaceman Hardy. You can follow me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy, H-A-R-D-Y. I don't really do much. I, um, I just post a lot on my Twitter. I have a lot of goat pictures and food porn and snarky comments. Um, I usually am a moderator on Funimation forums. However, the forums are currently and down updating. and they, and updating. So... Just give us some time, and then you'll be able to come on there and chat with me and say, hey, what's up? You know, you're a douchebag. I hate your guts. Eat shit and die. And I'll be like, hey, cool. That's, you know, that's great. You know, go fuck yourself. Um, uh, Andrew, tell us I about yourself. I'm Spartan. You can find me on Twitter at MangaMan9000. I'm currently doing reviews for Infinite Rainy Day for this seasonal stuff, and I occasionally do things with my friends watching bad anime called three victims watch and we actually recently just finished uh sword art online so that was fun and yeah that's what i do i'm also very obnoxious i tease the shit out of hardy and by the way good job this is the first time we've been in an episode since dagashi kashi it's been that long it has been a long and time those are my final thoughts your final thoughts as in your perishing right I'm now perishing right now my thoughts are fading like an but I'll let everybody else yes. give their final thoughts before I run out of here quicker. Right. Jamal, hurry. Um, Jamstar, I'm currently developing a podcast in production right now. Stay tuned for that. 
Right now, I'm part-time editor for Lilac. So I'm the Angel to for McFarlane, as she would say. And I'm also going to be the future episode of Dub Talk that I can't talk about yet, but I'm very excited to do. Alright, your uh, turn, I'm Amon. Amon. I can be found on Twitter at at AmonDuel.us. Duel has two U's in it. Uh, I also have a blog at worldthatscoming.blogspot.com, which should be updated sometime between now and when the sun explodes. Uh, and for, for a last <laughs> note, I offer you this to ruminate on. If Afia rhymes with Mafia, do Afia fans call themselves Afiosos? <laughs> oh! That was okay. clever. I'm not going to let you ah, get nuts. away. I am not about to let you get away without giving us a dusty old song we've never heard mm, before. What's a good song? Uh, I recommend to you the song 80s by Killing Joke, which is great. Great. Cool deal. Cool deal. And as always, thank you for listening. Um, we will hear you next time on Dub Talk. As always, on behalf of Lilac Anime Reviews and everyone of you listening here, all of our wonderful, wonderful viewers, I am Spaceman Hardy and Otaku on my friends. The dark reunion is coming for you. Judgment Night Wait, 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 wait. wait.